0: The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries.
1: The way you get your thinking right is to get your heart right. And you do that by meditating on His Word and by renewing your mind to His way of thinking and raising it to His level. Speak the Word.
0: Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the
1: Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak,
0: speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, The Power of Your Prayers.
1: Speak the word. The title to my message is The Power of Your Prayers. And please, Saints, I want to remind you never, never, never underestimate the power of your prayers. There's great power in your prayers. And I'd like to begin with a verse on how not to pray. Sometimes we don't understand that there are ways not to pray as well as there are ways to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 in the New Living Bible, it says, When you pray, Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, Jesus says, that is all the reward they will ever get. In verse 6, he said, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to find a quiet place, secluded place, so that you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you possibly can. He said, the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace, and I might add His presence. I know that when I'm spending my quiet time with the Lord, sometimes I go into my quiet time or prayer time or whatever you want to call it, and I don't really feel the presence of the Lord every time I get in there. But I do recognize and acknowledge that as I begin to focus on Him, and and whether I'm reading the Word or praying or listening to praise and worship, then I begin to feel His grace and His presence with me. And it just changes the whole atmosphere. The whole atmosphere changes. And it says in verse 7 that when you pray, he says, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. He said, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over and over again, again and again. He said, but don't be like them. He said, for your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him. He tells you this over in Matthew 6. Also be aware that in all his teachings about prayer, Jesus never once referred to unanswered prayer. Never once has he referred to unanswered prayer. On the contrary, he tells us in John chapter 11, verse 42, he says he hears us always. And I use that a lot when I'm praying. I say, Lord, I just thank you that you hear me always. You always, you hear me, Lord, and that you always answer me, Lord, because he does. It may not be in our time, but he always answers us. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of those ways too. But like I said, on the contrary, in John 11:42 42, he says, he always hears. And, and Isaiah 65:24 says, it will come to pass that before they call, he said, I will answer. And while they're still speaking, he says, I will hear. You know, I recall one morning, Several years ago, even before the Lord blessed me with this ministry, I was sitting in my living room one morning having my coffee, and I was praying and talking to the Lord, and I, I found myself asking Him for this particular thing. And even before I finished my prayer, there came a knock on the door, and there stood my answer. Hallelujah. And I had not even finished my prayer. I, I, you know, it's so many times He's done that, and I know that He's done it for uh, a lot of you too, that at the time that you were praying that He's answered, Within, while you're praying, are pretty close yeah. to it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, God always answers our prayers. If our prayers are prayed in the name of Jesus, and if we pray them in accord with his nature, the answers will not be in, in accord with our nature, but it's going to be in accord with God's nature. And that means according to his word. Yeah. In John 15:7, he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Whatever you wish, he says, it will be done for you. And I pray that a lot, too. And I say, well, you know, when I'm praying, for for instance, I'm asking the Lord for a particular thing. I I use lots of verses. It just depends on which one comes to mind (laughs) at the time, because Lord will always bring up verses to you, his word. And I'll say, Lord, I thank you that you said that if I abide in you and in my words abide in you, that I can ask whatever I will and it'll be done. So, Lord, I thank you that whatever I'm asking, it's already been taken care of, you know, because this is what your word says, and he tells us, and I, and I keep repeating this, because I want people to understand that in uh, Isaiah 43, 26, he says, put him in remembrance of his word, and that's really what praying's all about, is just put it, picking up the word, I say, pick up that word, and just give it back to God, and Mark 11:24, in the New Living Bible says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, anything, yes, yes. anything, Amen. anything. And if you believe, if you believe that you've received it, he said, it will be yours. So he didn't put any restrictions on what you can ask him for. He said, you can pray for anything. The only restriction he has is that you must believe. We must believe. If we ask for anything, whatever it is, that lines up with his word, of course. He's not going to give some man some other woman's wife, for instance. (laughs) Or different things like that, but and he's probably not going to let you if you pray to win the lottery. Some people probably pray to win the lottery, but God don't answer those prayers. That's right. That's right. You know, because that that's not in his. You're asking him. You're asking him to bless you in a way that he doesn't do. (laughs) You know, we sometimes forget, and we say without thinking that God does not always answer prayers. I've heard this so many times that sometimes He will, and sometimes He doesn't. Sometimes it's a yes. And sometimes it's a no. <laughs> but saints, that's not scriptural. He does hear us every time, and he does answer. So if you will go with me over to Matthew 7, verse 7, we're going to see what the Lord says about asking. In Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, in New King James, Jesus said, Asking it will be given to you. Asking you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone, how many did he say? everyone, everyone. for everyone, who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, he says, it will be open. Now I'd like to read this same scripture to you from coming from the message translation. He says, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. You know, I think sometimes we find ourselves bargaining with God. You know, we do. You might say, well, Lord, if you'll just do this one thing for me, I promise I'll do that or I'll do this. You know, if you'll just do this one thing. But you know, the Lord had revealed some of this to me um, a long time ago, but this time he added some more revelation. He said that most of his children don't realize that what they need, he has already provided for them, but it's not in heaven. Everybody thinks their needs are in heaven, but they're not. They're here on this earth it's here on the earth and he uses other people to get it to you. In Luke 6:38 backs this up in the King James translation. He says, "Give, and it shall be given unto you; good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom." Who shall give into your bosom? Men shall give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with it shall be measured to you again. Saints, did you hear that? The Lord said that what you need is right here on earth and it comes from men, it comes from people. It is also written pretty plain that if you want something that you have to ask for it. And equally important to know that God uses people to bless you and get things to you. So sometimes your prayers may be delayed. But your prayers are not delayed because God didn't answer you but because people are not quick always to respond. How many times are you listening online or in here in the congregation that God has spoken to you and asked you to do something for somebody? Maybe it wasn't a financial thing. Maybe it was just some other thing, but the Lord had been impressing upon you maybe for days or weeks to go do something for a certain person, but you kept thinking, well, Lord, that can't be you, <laughs> you know, or you know that if I could, I would, because I really don't have it and I really can't do it. And I don't have the time, Lord, you know, I don't have the time. But somebody is out there waiting for an answer. That's true. Keep that in mind. Somebody, when the Lord is placing it in your spirit to bless somebody whether it's financially or cutting the grass or babysitting, whatever he's, or praying with them, whatever he's doing, maybe calling them up and just speaking the word of encouragement to them. So many times that I've prayed and the phone would ring and somebody would call me with a, a word of encouragement, or maybe somebody would text me or message me. And they'd send me, you know, a word of encouragement. And it encourages me or I'll get a letter in the mail. And then and, and I get a lot of those. And I'm so thankful for those because they're so encouraging. But what we have to understand is that they didn't do that on their own. The Lord, as they were listening to my message, the Lord impressed upon them to write that letter or to make that phone call. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody thinks that every time God speaks to you, he's, he's wanting your money. But he's not always after your finances. As a matter of fact, it all belongs to him, so he doesn't really want it. But there are times, and there have been lots of times when the Lord's spoken to me about helping someone out financially. Uh, Sometimes it's a little finance, sometimes it's big. But I always considered it's not mine anyway, it's his. I'm just a steward over it. Uh And sometimes he's asked me to do this for people that I feel like I've already done enough for. And I'm saying, well, why are you asking me again, Lord? Why don't you ask somebody else? <laughs> but you know, and, they, and, I, and, and, and somebody would say to me, well, Joe, you know, they've got all these kids and they got all of this. Don't you think they should be helping them? <laughs> yes, I do. But will they help them? No. Yeah. So why is God asking me? Because he knows that. Yeah. He knows they're not going to help. Okay. So he's asking me, you know Why? because he knows I will and and that's the way you have to be with the Lord he has to know your heart he has to know that no matter what he asks you to sacrifice if it is a sacrifice that you're going to do it regardless and that's where we have to stand with the Lord and that's when the Lord looks down on us as Nell was saying in a prayer a beautiful prayer beautiful prayer that uh, and I thought about that that God looks down on us we're his children and we want to be we want him to be pleased with us like we are when we see our children. We want, we're pleased with our children when they do certain things. And we, we're pleased, pleased with them all the time, but especially there are times. But we want God to do the same. We want us to be pleased, Him to be pleased with us. I don't know about you, but I do. I don't want the Lord, the Lord says He'll never get angry with us again. So I don't worry about God getting angry with me. And I also know that God's going to love me where I do what He asks me to do or not. He's just going to move on to somebody else. And I don't want him to have to move on to somebody else because of me. Because I wasn't obedient and didn't listen. Like I said, your prayers are not delayed because God didn't answer you. But because people are not always quick to respond to him. Or it's kind of like in Daniel 10, 12, in in chapter 10, verse 13. Daniel had been praying and fasting for three weeks. We also know in, uh, if you've read in, chap- uh, in uh, Daniel chapter 9, we also know that when he prayed, it was like about three minutes that the prayer was answered. Because somehow or another, Satan didn't know about that one. And that was the only thing I can figure. Or he would have stopped that one. But in chapter 10, when he was praying, he fasted. He didn't do anything. He just prayed. And sometimes it requires a little bit more and a little bit more faith to, to stick to it and not give up you know, and not waver, because things are not happening immediately. But David prayed and fasted for three weeks, he said, in sackcloth, and prayed, and he would not get an answer. But then it said, Then Michael the angel said to Daniel, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. God comes for our words, this is in the King, I wanted to specifically use this translation in the King James because he specifically says, I have come for thy words. When you pray and you're praying in line with God's word, he is coming for his word. And he says that his word shall go forth according to Isaiah 55, 11. His word shall go forth and it shall accomplish what he sends it out to do. He says, and it shall not return unto him void. Are you hearing me? He's coming for His Word, so make sure that when we're praying that we are praying His Word and not ours. He said, but in verse 13 it said, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which stood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. I also like to remind you, And and we also, we can see here that the reason why Daniel's prayer, it wasn't that God didn't hear Daniel's prayer right away. It's because they were hindered. Because Satan will hinder your prayers. He will cause delays. He's the one that's speaking those negativities, those negative thoughts into your mind when the Lord impresses upon you to do something. Like I said, the God blesses you. Everything we need are right here on this earth. And so he uses people to bless you. And so Satan is still involved because if the Lord speaks to you about something and then the enemy comes by and he keeps giving you all the reasons why you can't, that's him trying to prevent you from blessing that person and by means of getting their prayers answered. And so people think God is doing it. But God answered your prayer. And he just keeps speaking to people that will listen to him until he gets it to you. Another profound way to say this is if you don't ask, you don't receive. Praise God. He tells us this in James 4, 2. He says, you have not because you ask not. But he also says because you ask in a mist, for the wrong motive, he's saying. So we don't want to ask in the wrong motive. God wants you to ask him for what you need and desire. He wants and expects you to be bold about asking. He don't expect you to be mealy-mouthed mouth. In first John five fourteen he says, Come before me at my throne with great boldness. Yes, yes, so he wants us to be bold. Again I say never, never underestimate the power of your prayer. I think that most people are concerned about asking God for too much because they don't realize that when they're asking for that they're actually honoring him. Because they're asking maybe to them it seems like a lot, but to God it's nothing. And so when you pray and ask him for things in faith, believe in it, he will answer you. And nothing, saints, is ever too big for God. He owns it all. As a matter of fact, God owns it all. He says that he owns all the silver and all the gold, he says in Haggai 2.8. And according to Haggai 2, verses 1 through 9, now this is where God was speaking to the prophet Haggai concerning the glory of the latter temple, which was to be constructed in the place of the old temple that had been destroyed by the enemies of Israel. The people were discouraged by the enormity, by the size of the task ahead of them. And sometimes we can be that way too. We can be overwhelmed with the things that's laying before us because we feel like there's no way that this can ever take place. There's no way that we can finish that. So they were just overwhelmed by the enormity that, of the task that laid ahead of them because they were exiled and they were very poor. So they didn't think they had the means. They didn't think they, they had the means to restore the temple. God spoke these words in Haggai two and eight, and he did this to encourage his servants to set their hands to the work before them and restore the temple. Saints, what I'm saying is that when God speaks and declares that the silver and the gold are his, he is in fact asserting his sovereignty and the title to the earth's resources as the creator and owner of all of all that there is. Hallelujah. You know, God also declares that in Psalms 50, verse 10, he says, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. Lord only knows how many times I have prayed that prayer. (laughs) I say, Lord God, I just thank you that all the silver and all the gold is yours and that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And if you have to sell one of those cows to get that answer to me or get that to me, I know that you'll do it. And Lord, I just thank you in advance for it. There's other, I'm not saying this is the only way to pray. I'm just saying this is some of the ways I pray. And, uh, The Lord, uh, I'm normally pretty successful as long as I'm praying in line with the Word of God. Hallelujah. David declares in Psalms 24, verse 1, To earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Praise His holy name. Saints, God is both the ruler and true owner of all the oil, the sea, and earth resources. He owns the airspace and the galaxies and not one iota of anything that was made was made without his ingenuity and his workmanship according to the Gospel of John chapter 1. Right, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory be to God forevermore. Brothers and sisters, these verses make it plainly clear that men are not the true owners of the resources of this earth. They might appear to be that way because this one over here might have trillions and this one might have millions and billions. But they're not the owner. That's right. They can go just like that. They came fast and they can go fast. God is the true owner of the resources of this earth. But all they have is by the grace of God. Everything that we have, whether you got a little or a lot, is by the grace of God. And if you don't have a lot, then that's not God's fault either. Because He is the owner of it all. Because all we have today is by the grace of God. And He has made us stewards over it. Saints, God has the power to place resources to those to whom he will, including the church. Even the heathen kings of Lebanon were able to supply timber for Solomon's temple, and so will God cause all that is required to accomplish his work. He will supply us with everything we need, regardless whether it's to build a church or get the gospel out or get another radio station or another TV, whatever it takes to get the gospel out, God is going to supply that source. This should cause us as elect of God to realize that nothing limits the power of God in making provision for the advancement of his eternal kingdom. Just like he will not allow anything to stop him from providing for your needs either. He just won't allow anything to stop it. And speaking of limiting God, we do that all the time. We We put limitations on God all the time, not only with our financial needs, but with our health needs too we're always putting limitations on god it's not god that's keeping things from us i heard brother hagan say one time that he had people that uh, come up for prayer and they would say to him well brother hagan if you could just pray for this one particular thing to be healed i know i could live with the rest you know i've experienced similar things myself and i would imagine most ministers have it's kind of like they're saying i know god can do this i know he can heal my headache but I'm not sure if he can heal anything else. I, you know, I've got this ache in my leg, and I don't know if he can handle that or not. But I believe he can, he can handle the migraine. You know, we, we need to think about that. Yeah. The Word tells us in Psalm 78 that they limited the Holy One of Israel. Yeah. And how did they do that, saints? They set boundaries. They placed boundaries to his power and his goodness, saying that this he could do, and the other thing he could not, but can he do it all? He can do this and he can do that, but can he do it all? Can he heal the headache? Can he heal the backache? Can he heal if you got cancer? Or, you know, he might can heal a migraine, but can he heal cancer? Yes, he can. It's all the same. You're a witness to that, Sister Nell. No, no, no. You know, just, just, just so many things that the Lord has blessed us with that we've been healed from. I encourage you to place your trust in God and realize that it's not the enormity of the task, but the greatness, but the greatness of our God that matters. Are you hearing me it is the greatness of our god and you may not have given this any thought but you're actually showing more faith a greater faith in his ability to to provide for you when you are asking him for the big thing and what seems like impossible god loves doing the impossible but it takes faith to get the impossible done it just takes faith speak the word to
0: This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled The Weapons of a Warrior, A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at speak the word ministries P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23450 or make a tax deductible donation to speak the word ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe.
1: Father, I thank you that you have always encouraged us to pray, but you have also instructed us not to be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners where everyone can see them. You said don't be like them, for you know exactly what we need before we even ask. You told us to find a quiet, secluded place to be along with You so we won't be tempted to role-play. Father, I thank You that You always answer our prayers when our prayers are prayed in the name of Jesus and they're based on Your Word. Thank You, Lord, that we can pray for anything. And if we would just believe, we will receive it. Thank You, Jesus. And if our prayers are delayed, it's not because you, Lord, didn't answer us, but it's because the ones you speak to are not always quick to respond to you. Father, I pray that we will begin to place our faith and trust in you and realize that it's never the enormity of the task before us, but it's the greatness of our God that matters. For you are the creator and owner of all there is. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
0: From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word